The 2010s marked the booming business of hustle culture. What follows is the era of the anti-hustle, a huge swing from one extreme to the other. And in the case of creators, freelancers, entrepreneurs, it's a defining business and lifestyle choice. Seemingly, there are two options. Make all the money, success, find happiness in just a few years of hard work, or build a steady, sustainable workflow, maintaining a work-life balance, sacrificing speedy success. What do you choose? Because it's going to define the next few years of your life. We're Simon Bart from Trio Stories and welcome to the Couch to Creator podcast. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, hustle culture means pushing someone to move faster aggressively. It's a lifestyle where career is the priority in your life or the environment. So, I mean, fair to say that that second part of the definition probably applies to 99% of humanity nowadays. Yeah. Because, you know, that first bit is something very specific, obviously, to hustle culture as we know it. Mm. But that second part, I mean, the fo focus on career and stuff, that, that's been something that we've been saying for years that, you know, it just makes the world go round. Yeah. And I would also argue that... Hustle culture is both a conscious and unconscious decision. Well, conscious decision, unconscious yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll discuss that later. Um, we're going to be discussing this from the position of anyone that has their own business or wants their own business in any form. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting here to... Because to, since we're talking about the definition, I think it's interesting here to sort of mention how deeply enrooted it is in the 21st century you know when you're talking about having a part-time job when you're talking about doing something outside of what is considered your normal full-time employment nine till five whatever it's actually referred to as a side hustle yeah like the word is in there so you know it's not a, like a side job or a side project, project. It's a side hustle. So straight away, that word is injected in there, isn't it? Yeah, it's so deeply ingrained. And like, there's an argument of, can you even start your own business without hustle culture? Mm. It feels so natural. It feels like it's the only real path down that road, you know, is the only way of, of doing it. And uh... I mean, I guess... When you think about it, most businesses, maybe not most businesses, but like a lot of our industry will be people starting from a position where they already have a job or mm. they already have something going on. Like you said, it is a side hustle. Yeah. So when you put it like that, it demands a hustle. Yeah, I guess if you're doing a job, if you're doing an, a, a full-time job or even a part-time job and then you come home and you're back to another job, like, by default, you're kind of a hustler, aren't you? You know, even yeah. how hard you try to do it to find a balance or, you know, to be reasonable about it, it's quite hardcore. Yeah, and there's also different circumstances for different people. Like, you can have a full-time job alongside that. You can be studying. We started our business when, when we were at university, for example. And, or you can have kids. Mm. Like, with all of those different things coming into play... You have to hustle to yeah. start a business. And then, I mean, there's the side of, you know, when you actually break down what it takes to take a project off the ground or take a, a, a side hustle off the ground is, it's a lot of 
work. It's hard work. It's hard work and it's a lot of stuff and the to-do list can be very daunting. And especially when you, you know, when you start off and you don't necessarily have the experience to know what to prioritise, what is worthwhile, what isn't worthwhile. You're grasping at all the opportunities, all the mm -hmm. things, and it becomes overwhelming. So you need to work, work, work. Yeah, definitely. There's no escaping it. Like having your own business is hard. And so it takes a hustle to mm. be able to keep up with that. Um, so the hustle culture, the grind. Yeah. We did that for a few years. We did, definitely did. I, I would argue that we still largely do. Yeah, but like before it was unconsciously. Yeah. Now I'd say we consciously choose to engage in the hustle and disengage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, do you know what? There's something else actually as well. There's a glamour to the hustle culture, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, there's, 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 I think it's pop culture, I think it's films and things People like that. People respect it. Yeah. You know, you say, oh, I pulled an all night last night to finish this or to the, this took me 24 hours or 36 hours of editing in our case or whatever it might be. People are, oh yeah, respect. You know, you get, you get a satisfaction out of it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's got that aspect of, um, yeah, it's, it's glamorised. But I think it's not, you know, it's for the right reasons. I think that there is a, well, not only for the right reasons, but there are some right reasons in there. And that is, it, it can give you momentum to start a business. You know, if you have, if you sort of look at that dive in mentality, mm. it can be something that can, I know for me, it certainly puts fuel on my fire. It's like, you know, I'm going in, I'm going to do this and, and think big, dream big. And it's mm. like, it really can, can drive motivation. So... I definitely have a discussion about this, which I want to bring up later Okay. in regards to actually finding that balance. Mm. I have a proposal that people might find helpful and it's a realistic proposal. I look forward to it. Um, yeah. But it's not right. So it's not all roses. It's not, it's, it's definitely not. I think surely now people know the disadvantages of hustle culture. I think, I reckon you'd be surprised how many people think that if you can't hustle, you're weak. And mm. I think you'd be surprised how many people think that, you know, the deep repercussions that people speak about are kind of a bit of a myth or kind of like with cancer or serious illness, like, oh, well, it exists, but not me. It won't happen to me. Um, I think that, you know, people accept that, yeah, you'll be tired. Yeah, you might be sort of like, oh, I'm fed up. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people, like, ge in general, I think that the majority of people don't appreciate the deep damage it can cause. I would say that the main problem with hustle culture is the sustainability of it. Yeah. It's Or the lack of sustainability. Exactly. <laughs> it is unsustainable. There is an amount of time you will be able to do that for, and I'm sure it's different for each person, but it will come to a blazing, fiery end. Yeah, I think, um, you know, th there's people out there who will be able to sustain it for a month. There's people out there who will be able to suspend, to sustain it for two years, but there's definitely a culminating I reckon there's point. people who sustain it for their entire lives up until yeah. retirement. And then all of a sudden they're, like, empty inside and... That's dark. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, th I think I think you're absolutely right that there comes a, a, a culminating point at which 
uh, yeah, an existential crisis, one could say. Essentially, yeah. Um, so I read a book called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. Can I just tell you, Sal's such a good reader. She's such a good little reader. Only at the moment. I'm trying to better myself ahead of 2023. Um, yes, and it included some research where the author... Angela Duckworth, uncovered one commonality in successful people. Mm -hmm. And it was a shared combination of passion and perseverance, which she essentially named grit. Grit, I love that word. Mm. Very satisfying. Yeah. Um, and reflective of hard work. Mm. Um, but this was a better measure of success than either talent or intelligence. I like it. Let's use, hold on a second. We've got to use a football analogy here. Messi versus Ronaldo, yeah? Both incredible footballers. I won't go into who is GOAT. They're both, we're very lucky to have witnessed so many years of them at their peak. Wonderful players. But in my opinion, and I would say they are very, very different in the sense that Messi is this like raw talent, Whereas Ronaldo, I would say, is the perfect definition of, of a person who had grit. He's 37 years old, or, you know, for years he stayed behind at training every time. He's hitting extra free kicks. He's, he put in the work. He's got his own dietitian, his own gym. Whatever it took, he just was resilient. He had grit. And I guarantee that that grit was maintained through a sustainable lifestyle yeah. rather than going in with hustle culture. Because my argument with regards to this passion and perseverance is that hustle kill culture kills both of those things. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a great shout. Because at first sight, grit and hustle, I reckon, could be confused. People could be like, oh, it's kind of the same thing. Mm. Yeah, you're just pushing, you're pushing. But they're not the same thing, are they? Not no. at all the same thing because... If you put, if you draw some limits for yourself and say, I need to finish work at five and you're mid-project and you're like, no, I've got to finish work at five. To do that, you've shown grit. Yeah. But if you're hustling, you'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to finish this project today. You forget your boundaries, you work till midnight or you pull an all-nighter. The best thing about passion and per perseverance as well um is that it, it's buildable mm. you can you can foster those qualities so it's achievable and we can all do it and anyone can do it and that is why i think that the hustle culture is not what do you call it the kindle to the fire of grit. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's absolutely beautiful. It's thanks to me being a good little reader. It is, yeah. I did make that up myself, though. That wasn't a quote. Oh, well, I love it. On the spot. That was absolute music to my ears. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if we're using the fire analogy, right, like hustle culture is like you're fueling the fire with gasoline mm. and it's burning bright and it's unexpected and it's like wah, wah. but, but eventually it's not, but it's not you run out of gasoline yeah and it's and it's not sustainable you know wood 
is a more sustainable thing. You know, obviously I know that nowadays environment, all that, but in comparison to gasoline, it burns for far, far longer. I'm not sure how well that analogy works, but anyway, it was a good effort. Well, not as good as my Kindle in the fire. No, of course, but it's, I was talking about the Kindle in the fire. Um, but I also think it's important to know that the position that we are coming from mm. with this conversation, because I think people are very guilty of arguing one of these two sides without really considering where they're at in their journey. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right that the majority of people who you hear this preaching, it often kind of comes across very preachy about anti-hustle are people who have essentially made it and they most likely got there through hustling. Yeah, I, I wanted to say that where we are now in our life with a full-time creator business, our own business on the side of that, living happily in our own apartment with, with quite a comfortable life is because of those several years of hustling. Yeah, and we're very grateful for that and we wouldn't dream of diminishing the importance of that or the achievement that that allowed us to... However. However. I have spent the last two years burnt out because of that, those previous years of hustling. So when you look at it like that, if I'd have worked more sustainably over those years, didn't need that two-year break, two-year burnout, Could you have been would the same we be sp- in the yeah. same place? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And... and- and there isn't a right and wrong answer here. I mean, there might be a right and wrong answer for our case, but I'm saying for, you know, anybody in general, everybody's different. Um, I know for me, like like I mentioned earlier, for me, the all or nothing approach is very motivational. It's It's difficult for me to start something where I'm like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to just work an hour a day yeah. or a couple of hours a week on this if i'm starting something i'm going in full power like we are very all or nothing people and i guarantee that a lot of business owners or people who want to start their own business creators are also all, all or, or nothing, nothing people yeah. i also think there's one more problem with hustle culture that's sort of um like the chicken and the egg thing so it's the one that comes before so i guess it's the chicken that makes the egg but from your opinion. I don't know. Anyway, it's when you look at the image of entrepreneurship, when you look at the image of being a creator, being self-employed, having your own side hustle, there is a lot of people that will find that daunting or impossible to achieve. Like they'll have a full-time job, kids, and they'll be like, I can't do that. I can't dedicate my life to that. So I'm not going to start. So I reckon that hustle culture and the hustle culture image contributes to a lot of people not being able to even start because there is alternative ways to start and you absolutely can start by saying, I'm going to do an hour on this every evening. When I put the kids to bed, I'm going to do an hour. Instead of watching TV, I'm going to do an hour and then I'll watch TV. It's really sad to think of the fact that people won't start because of that, because they think it's unattainable. Like, we were very fortunate in that when we were at university, we 
started our, our first business, um, not photography or video related. Yeah, comment below if you want an episode on that. Um, which we still have now, but originally it wasn't supposed to be a business. It was a hobby um, to make a little bit of money. Part-time thing. Part-time, little side hustle. <laughs> um, and as most 18, 19 year olds are, we weren't afraid of the prospect of getting burnt out or hustling mm. or, we, or we didn't have that fear of like, oh no, we need a job because we're at university. So we had that freedom to be able to start. And someone who has a part-time job, has kids, if they didn't consider the fact that they would have to work double as hard if they started a new project, yeah, they would be able to, I don't know, make some illustrations yeah. in the evening and sell them on Etsy or and start like that. And then that turns into a business. Yeah. There are so many different ways to start a business. And I think as well, I mean, I know for me, and this has always been a bit of a sick and twisted um, way of looking at things. Like, and I know that this is actually, I know that this is the same for you. Whenever I looked at a hobby or, or starting something, I was always looking at it through the prism of making it a business. Capitalism. How sick is that? Mm. If I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, pick up playing the guitar. I played the guitar once. I'm like, I reckon I could go busking and about 20 quid an hour if I did this. I'm like, why can't I just play the guitar for a bit of peace and relaxation? You know, or like with our kind of example, video editing or, or, or filmmaking. Why can't you make a video of your kids or on holiday of your travels and just Argu enjoy it for what it is. Arguably, that's hustle culture at play. Yeah. Fueled by capitalism. Mm. Turn your hobbies into money. That's a, for a completely different conversation. Yeah. Um, let's move on before we go down that rabbit hole because that's a long one. Okay, so there's issues. What do we do? So we've talked about the problems with hustle culture. And we've mentioned a couple of issues with the anti-hustle culture. Mm. I just wanted to ask you if you had anything to expand on, on the anti-hustle. Yeah, I think, like we said, the, one of the main problems is it can often come across very preachy. And sometimes I think it can also be, come across disingenuine and over the top. You know, it's very easy to say, oh, you know, when I'm flying from... New York to LA in my private jet, I like to do 10 minutes of meditation to take the edge off. I think, I think that that isn't really relatable or practical to every day and to, to normal people who are trying to achieve something. Also, there is a very strong argument to be had in that if you're in a position where you don't need anti-hustle culture, should you engage in it? Like, it's like when you have, when you're struggling with depression or any mental health issues, people tell you to go on a walk. Yeah. People tell you to meditate. Those things that everyone tells you to do are not appealing in the slightest when you currently aren't at a place where you feel like you need them. Mm. It's the same thing. If you're, you have a lot of passion, and what was the other one? Passion and perseverance. And grit. Grit. If you have that, why not make the most of that? If there's fuel in the tank, I think, you know, there isn't anything 
inherently wrong with pushing. Yeah. But I think that you've got to... The, the, I guess one of the main elements of anti-hustle culture that, that, it, that lacks sort of practicality is it's more important to know the indicators of when it's time to take the foot off the gas. Yeah. It's more important to listen to your body, listen to your self and 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 be aware okay am i taking this too far mm. take a step back assess it i would argue that hustle versus anti-hustle anti-hustle is the better option but it's not very well defined yeah so at the moment because of the hustle culture anti-hustle is being promoted as more like self-care self-indulgence break a lot of breaks whereas if we spun that on its head mm. and talked about more of a balancing act within anti-hustle, mm. then it becomes a lot more appealing. Yeah. I mean, for example, I, I, something that I think works for me as a practical demonstration of that is, let's say you're a hustler and let's say you've, you, 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 well, let's say you've got the energy, you've got the power, you want to go in with something. A very simple way that you could strike the balance is purely a time-based limit. So you say, I'm going to start at 8 a.m., not 9 till 5, I'm going to start at 8 a.m. That extra hour is you showing that you've got grit, that you're a hustler, but I'm going to finish work at 5. And you work as hard as you want in that time. You literally spend every minute of that time working, if, that, if you've got the energy, if you've got the fire, if, you know... You do tasks on sitting on the toilet, you, you're doing emails, whatever it takes. But at five o'clock, you turn it off and you say, right, a few hours, going to rest. Yeah. Maybe that works. It's a better option is to maintain that grit across both the career and yourself. So we already started there getting into some resolutions. Yeah. But let's... Uh, let's, let's look at the look resolutions into it. properly. And we'll start with an easier, easy answer. Everyone loves an easy answer. I look forward to it. Balance. That's not an easy answer, Sarge. That's Everyone like... hates the easy answer, like, because it, it just sucks. It's impossible to achieve. It's like, what does that mean? As someone, and you as well, with tendencies to think in extremes, hearing balance is painful. Mm. Because it, it's so hard to maintain. Like, it's so much easier to throw all the weights on one side of a scale than trying to balance it out. Someone's been very poetic today. You know, that's what I do. But do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I think it's, I think, yeah, I, I've, I'm bad at it. Um, you're bad at it as well. Um, it's not easy. And I also think saying have balance, it's such a non-actionable, non-precise piece of advice. It's like, fine. Go on. I have a suggestion of how to bring about that balance. Boundaries. I like where this is going. I think that's a lot more. Actionable. practical for people that's something you can actually do yeah like you suggested with finishing work at five it's a boundary yeah and if you you if you want to work on this you can start by asking yourself the question what are my boundaries and if the answer to that is i don't have any boop, red lights red problem. flag get a therapist 
yeah, or just think about finding some boundaries first. But, I mean, even two or three, we're not talking, oh, I've got 15 boundaries, saying I finish work at five and I don't switch on the TV till eight or nine. For example, two boundaries there that leave you a few hours of time that you can do something that's going to be not work, but potentially self-care, potentially a sport, potentially a walk. Another boundary that's quite an easy one to implement is, I mean, no, it's not easy to implement, that's a lie, um, but it's an easy one for us to suggest, and that is to give yourself a weekend-like break. I say weekend-like because, for example, we would prefer to have our weekend in the middle of a week. Yeah. So that places are quieter for us to experience at yeah. the beach or wherever we're going. Boundary. Yeah. Just so you know, it, doesn't, it hasn't worked very well for us thus far, but we're doing our best. I've given myself Tuesdays off recently. Yeah, that's been working well. That's made a difference because then I... One of the problems is when you don't have boundaries is that you end up feeling guilty for the time you do take off. So before, I was taking Tuesdays off, but I just felt very guilty about it because it wasn't... Official. Purposeful. Mm. I wasn't saying, I'm taking Tuesday off to rest, recuperate, so I'm ready for tomorrow. I was taking it off because I was exhausted, needed it, yeah. and then just felt guilty that I wasn't working more. So much of it is just purely a mindset thing. Intentionality. Be yeah, exactly, being intentional with your structure and boundaries because it works it really does work both ways because if for example you're taking tuesdays off on a monday you hustle hard because you know you've got tuesday off so it's a win-win you get the full tuesday off you don't feel guilty for having a tuesday off you feel more motivated like you can push on the monday or on the wednesday because you've had a day off because you're energized i love it next one space boundaries yeah, very important one that might not be possible for everyone, but even to some extent, it's a good one. Our work does not go anywhere near the bedroom. Physically. Physically. And it's a sign that when you walk through that door, you're done. It's peace, it's rest. You know, you will never, ever, ever see us, and I think we've never done it, take a laptop into the bedroom, into the bed, except for football manager, but to do like emails or, yeah. or we, we just don't do that. Like we've got our office space, we've got our desks. Our desks are the most productivity engineered mm. areas. And then our bedroom is a rest engineered area. Yeah. And I would argue the fact that we've turned this space in our living room, this is, into the podcast area has actually been really nice because it's also ignited more normal conversation between the two of us outside of the podcast when the camera's off yeah. when the camera's off because before we would only sit here if we we're watching t tv mm. so the location and space boundaries it's it's like a hack for your brain it really is yeah it's uh... it sounds so simple but it's just cheat code love it anything else any other wisdom because sal's on a roll today organization okay it's key at the beginning of our venture, for example, 18-year-olds didn't, didn't give two flying... Monkeys. Monkeys. Can we swear? I think a little bit. It's fine. Monkeys <laughs> about organisation. We had enough 
room, I guess, in our head to maintain things. Oh, it was. I remember it was chaos. I remember it was chaos, and um, but it didn't affect us it was because we were still fresh and we had that yeah, fuel. I bet it did affect us to some extent, but maybe you know we were too young to understand it and how yeah. it worked. But yeah, organization is key, and organization is like a applies to all of the above. So if you're organized in the sense that you organize your physical space, then you have those physical boundaries. If you organize your time, then you can have those time based boundaries. So you know, whether that's organization in a physical um, journal, calendar, notebook, whether that's staying organized in software such as Notion that we recommend and, and, and love using. We've got a glass whiteboard where we've got our weekly schedules. You know, usually that takes a, a number of forms, whatever works for you, but just stay organized. Yeah, these, these are like hard, fast rules that you need to apply regardless yeah absolutely else you will get burnt out it'll go titties up (laughs) um what i wanted to say oh yeah one more one more thing one more thing that is a direct tip from a book i'm currently reading 12 rules for life i think it might be a controversial book i'm not sure oh okay someone recommended it to me at the yes theory premiere Iceman premiere, um, but yeah, one of one of the first rules I think I think maybe the first rule is to treat yourself like someone who deserves to be treated well. Mm-hmm. So we often find it much easier to care for someone else, or for example, a pet. Yeah, like if your pet's unwell, you will take it to the doctors, you will get some pills, and you will make sure it's that the dog takes the pills. Yeah and that they get better. A huge amount of people who are unwell, first of all, won't go to the doctors. Second of all, will take will get prescribed pills but won't take them mm. because they don't feel like they deserve to be looked after. So if you believe that of yourself, that you deserve to be cared for and looked after, you will find it much easier to find that balance in yes, you want to achieve your goals and work hard, but also you need to be cared for so that you can continue to work hard and continue to look after yourself. Yeah, and I guess there's also a little bit of a um, kind of poetic element to this in the sense that if you hustle super hard but you forget to look after yourself, let's say that you do manage to get to the top, whatever that top may be for you, whether that's you know, achieving something or monetary as most of it is in this capitalist world. What good is it if you arrive up there as a shell of a human and you can't even enjoy it? And, you know, you're, you've paid so much, whether it's with your physical health or with your mental health, it's cost you so much that you are a wreck. Yeah. What, you know... I want to take it back one step from being preachy. Go on then. Because it's so easy to fall into the trap of telling people to look after themselves and yeah, stuff like it's absolutely necessary. You need to look after yourself. I but hope you know that we're doing it with, you know, love and care, the right intentions. Yeah. But from business perspective, now let's talk business. My suggestion that I brought up earlier that I was going to explain to you, but made you wait for it, um, is that I would say 
you can make the most of that initial ignorance and sheer passion to drive yourself towards the goals. So in the beginning, when you've got that passion, when you've got that perseverance, when you're, you're full of gasoline... Diving head first. Go for it. Right. But be highly aware of the possibility of burnout. Be sensitive to the signs... Yeah. ...that it's coming, yeah. Essentially, in a very powerful phrase, when the fun stops, stop. Mm. It's, you know, I, I, it's hard, but, like, if I'd have caught on a bit earlier, like, six months earlier, that I was at risk of burnout, we could have maybe changed the pace, mm. slowed it down, yeah. taken, a, taken a month off. And I also, think, I also think a potential sort of suggestion here is actually, I think for some people, it might work, work to, to kind of structure their hustle and anti-hustle in waves so you know you don't have to necessarily just do every week i have this uh, this day off and and that is recommended because obviously you want to be sustainable but if you hustle for a month have a week off a full week's holiday somewhere tropical bahamas get your tan or don't just chill at home or chill at home absolutely but some for some people these like more longer periodical waves might work better yeah, the importance is is when if you do see any of those signs or you're beginning to feel exhausted, take a break, reevaluate, and come back differently. Yeah. And with each of those like seasons, you will get better and better at finding that balance. I like that. This is more actionable and like an achievable resolution to the argument of the hustle. Versus anti-hustle culture. We are trying on this podcast to help and enable people who are embarking on this journey or are on this journey of becoming a creator or becoming an entrepreneur to succeed. And I hope that this more practical guide is going to be useful and is going to help some Yeah, some of you. we don't want you to make the same mistakes we did. If you can hustle for those that certain amount of time, work hard, and then take a break so you can come back and work hard again, you will avoid the mistakes that we've made. Yeah. I think just one more thing before we end. You said about evaluating. I think that's one of the most important parts. When you've had that time off or when you're having that time off, before you go back, take a step back and think, am I doing something in a sustainable way? Is this working, you know, and then make adjustments and go in again, back in with the gasoline. So I hope you enjoyed this discussion on finding a work-life balance as a creator, business owner, freelancer, entrepreneur. And the hustle versus anti-hustle debate. Yeah. It's a really interesting, I mean, it's a deep topic. We could talk about this for hours. So long. Like, if you want to come and chat about it more... Come find us on all the social platforms. We'd love to discuss it further. It's yeah. it's something that's really important throughout your life as a as a freelancer and as a human, just in general. Yeah, it applies, you know, universally. So, yeah, if you've got a good piece of advice for us, we'd love to hear it. Tweet at us or whatever you do. Um, and if you've enjoyed this, please consider giving us a rating on yeah. Spotify or wherever 
you're listening. You can um, give us five stars on Spotify. That'd you be can. Nice. You could also give us less, but we don't recommend it. Don't. If you give us less, you'll burn out for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening or watching, wherever you may be. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you in the next one. You'll hear us in the next one. We'll catch you in the next it one. Was a, it was a pleasure hanging out with you. Till next time. Peace.